This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women, and Armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. To me, Armoire Armoire solves so many issues I struggle with today, the biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women want to feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again. Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash heel. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the HEAL Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is, what's possible for one is possible for all. And I've discovered on my journey that so much more is possible than we can begin to imagine. All right, everybody, welcome to the Heal Podcast. Um, today we have an exciting guest. I'm so excited because of her history and her entrepreneurial vision and her mission to help people heal. Um, I have Tina Anderson, the CEO and founder of Just Thrive. And we're just going to hop right in because there's so much to talk about. We're going to pack it all in in an hour. So Tina, welcome to the Heal Podcast. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm so excited too. Um, first of all, just, uh, just kudos to you, female founder of this thriving business for, it's for 10 years now, right? 10 years. Yep. Amazing. And your partner, your business partner and husband of 30 years. I want to talk about all of it. I want to talk about your company, the mission, how it came to be, how you work so closely with your husband and still have a happy, thriving marriage, <laughs> uh, parenting as a business owner. I have, we're going to talk about all of it, but first I'd love to know what you know, your background as a litigator in the pharmaceutical industry is fascinating to me. I'd love for you to share how you were there and then you ended up um, leaving this, you know, high profile job to start this probiotic and supplement company. 
Yeah. Well, I, um, yeah, my journey is really interesting. I was in the, I was in litigation for many years. Um, I wasn't necessarily in pharmaceutical litigation early on. I was just in like insurance defense type of litigation, um, working crazy hours, feeling incredibly unsatisfied in my career. And, um, and I started to have kids and was just decided I didn't want to have a life like that, where I was never going to be home and working every weekend and FaceTime hours in the office and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and FaceTime now has been has a very different meaning than it does now. <laughs> but um, it was basically you showed your face in the office. It didn't matter how productive you are. It's just that you need to show that sacrifice to be in there on a Saturday and a Sunday and uh, working late hours. And so um, I was fortunate enough to go move over to a family pharmaceutical company where I was able to be more of an in-house counsel. And fortunately, there was not much litigation going on in that business um, because that was my goal as the general counsel to be able to deal with matters before they got to that point. But I was in the industry with my husband and um, we thought it was awesome. You know, here we are, we're like delivering life-saving medications to people. You know, we're thinking, oh, wow, this is so cool to be a part of something where we're bringing medications to people and helping them feel better. And, uh, but after being in the industry for a while, we really started to see that that's not necessarily what was happening. You know, we started to see a lot of the abuses in the industry. We started to see the overprescribing of medications and one particular instance comes to mind where a farm, we had won a big um, a bid on, for one of the largest hospital systems in the country. And the pharmaceutical rep came in and said, um, oh my God, this is great. He was like high-fiving my husband, Billy. And he said, this is great, Billy. Oh my gosh, you know, we won this bid. Now, you know what my job is now? My job now is to go to every doctor in this hospital system and convince them to lower the number that they prescribe this particular medication for. So they wanted them to like basically prescribe, encourage doctors to prescribe a medication earlier than it was necessary, or, you know, even if it wasn't necessary at all. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is happening. But then we started thinking about it and we're like, well, we kind of, we've seen it around us. You know, we had one of my husband's aunts was on one medication for like a stomach issue. And then that caused a rash. So she was on another medication for the rash. Then she got on another medication because that caused joint issues. And before you know it, she was on a half a dozen medications and not getting any better. And we started to realize that nobody was focusing on the root cause. Nobody was getting to the root cause. You know, we started to see that really what the healthcare system, which I am, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard this, you know, it's more like a sick care system um, is really, they're just treating symptoms that oftentimes create other symptoms. Um, they may fix the one that you're dealing with, but they oftentimes create other symptoms. And nobody was getting to the root cause of disease and prevention of disease. And um, and we are very deep thinkers. My husband and I both read a lot of Wayne Dyer, Norman Vincent Peale, Joseph Murphy, all these great thinkers. And um, we just did not feel like we were doing our life's work. And so we started to just delve into research and um, we were fortunate enough to, through my husband's contact, able to license these very, very unique probiotic strains. We started to learn about the microbiome, the gut. This was shortly after the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health, told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. And um, finding out that really most probiotics on the market really were not, you know, solving the problem. Now that we have the information from the human microbiome problem, th these probiotics were almost created before, you know, what we knew the new science had revealed. And so um, through, I believe, prayer, meditation, being at the right place at the right time, we were actually able to license these very, very unique strains out of London University from Dr. Simon Cutting, renowned probiotic gut health expert um, and researcher. And we were able to um, you know, license these strains and bring them to market. And we kind of took our whole life savings into it and and dove in and into an area really we didn't know much about. And we just, you know, I, I'm a researcher. I'm a lawyer. So, you know, you have to know how to research. So we just researched the, you know, what out of it and found that most probiotics really weren't working. They weren't getting there alive. And these strains actually get there. We were disruptors in the market. We told a totally different story to the consumer and it was a very uphill battle, but worth every minute of it because um, we're literally impacting lives and changing lives on a regular basis. That is amazing. And I love that story that you share. I don't love it, but it is an example yeah. of, and I just, I'm so fascinated by kind of the indoctrination or the capture of these industries and how good people 
like your, you know, friend that was saying, or the colleague that was saying, you know, now we just have to do this with the medications and sell them when people don't need them and whatever it is. Um, it's good people that are in these systems that are completely blinded to, or maybe they're not, maybe there's some not so <laughs> good, yeah. various folks, but they're just in the system that, you know, they're just focused on this bottom line and they're completely like completely caught up, cut off from compassion and like the root cause and like actually, you know, what, what is actually going to benefit people rather than benefit your job security and profit of the company and all of that stuff. So I don't know if there's anything yeah. more you can share there. I just want people to understand, you know, just the marketing power and the, it's, it's, it, it may not be evil. It may not be corrupt. It's just people that are tied up in this system that are motivated by different things than your health. Yeah, no, I have so much to add to that. Um, I, I see it and I, I agree, you know, I, I don't feel like doctors are evil or everybody working in the pharmaceutical industry is evil or insurance companies are evil. I mean, well, maybe they are, but <laughs> I mean, you know, we know that there's people, there are good people and trying to bring good things. You know, when we would go to pharmaceutical conferences, it's almost like I got indoctrinated into it. You know, they would, they would be up there speaking about how we're, you know, creating um, these new drugs and we're spending millions of dollars on research to help cure disease and, and do, and you start getting really into it, you know, and you're like kind of buying into what they're telling you. And I'm, I was like so proud to be in the industry for so long until I, I started to see it. And I just, and I was very natural. My parents are both immigrants. My, I was raised you know, where you let your fever kind of fight itself anyway. And so we weren't always, my parents weren't always giving me medications. I mean, occasionally they were, but um, I just, I think that there is a place for pharmaceuticals, uh, obviously emergency type medicine situations or acute situations. We know that pharmaceuticals and modern medicine have, has saved lives. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, where I think it kind of fell apart was when they started focusing on chronic conditions. You know, people have diabetes, they have heart disease, they have um, autoimmune issues, they have acne, they have, you know, anxiety, depression, neuro other neurodegenerative neurodegenerative conditions. Um, you know, we are all talking, you know, they're always talking about like putting uh, masking the symptom, you know, but we really need to get to the root cause. And it's fine to be on a pharmaceutical, maybe temporarily to get through something. But, you know, I think as a consumer and as a person, we have to just keep pushing and pushing and learning and finding out what is the root cause of whatever condition you're experiencing. And, you know, what we're finding out is most of these conditions are stemming from the gut. And that's what the Human Microbiome Project taught us. And um, so I would agree with you that I think that there are not evil people. Doctors really want to help people, but this is what they're being told. I mean, pharmaceutical companies are funding medical schools. I mean, medical schools are, you know, doctors are being taught by the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, it's a brilliant model by the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. They're literally teaching the people that are going to be prescribing their medications. And um, I just always, I'm so passionate about empowering people to just understand their health by listening to podcasts like yours, by doing their own research. And uh, because you, you have to be your own advocate. You have to, and even the blood tests that they give you, you know, like, I feel like their average doctor doesn't ch check for C-reactive protein. They don't check for homocysteine. You know, they're not checking for these inflammatory markers. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's shocking to me, but they're not being taught that. And so, you know, you have to give them some sympathy. Exactly. And then the health insurance and, you know, they're, they're just, you know, burdened by, um, paperwork and, and they, they literally only have 10 minutes to ease a person of their symptom. They don't have time, you know, they're not afforded time to investigate into the root cause, but just like you said, all roads lead back to the gut. And that's yeah. what we're learning more and more. And I, I, you know, the reason why I did heal was because I was just so, the more I learned about epigenetics and the mind body connection and placebo and subconscious beliefs and how, how the mind and the physical body are intertwined, but then you get deeper and you learn how like we are part human cell, part microbial community. We're just like these walking communities of yes. microbes yes. and human cells. And we're so intertwined and interconnected. And if we throw off through toxins, stress, which we all know that our, our environments, our modern environments are filled with, um, you know, known and invisible toxins and, and offenders, as you call them, um, you know, it's just throwing off the community, the, the communication, the balance. So, and, and so I'd love for you to just to kind of give us 
you know, I just had Stephen Gundry on. We're we're talking a lot about the microbiome these days. Um, just kind of the picture of what you're seeing with leaky gut leading to, and the can I just want to like really get into people's minds that if they have an autoimmune disorder, if they have, you know, even cancer and, and especially like in the yeah. digestive region, um, you know, all of that is tied to the balance of the microbiome and the biodiversity and the health of our microbe, uh, I guess, what's it called? Ecosystem. Yep. The ecosystem is the perfect word. Yep. I use it all the time. Yeah. So just talk to us about what, you know, just like the basic, you know, thesis of, of what the root causes are that you're finding and then how, you know, just thrive probiotics and this unique strain, um, can help. Yes. Yeah, sure. So you're absolutely right. This is an ecosystem and we have this ecosystem of microorganisms that's living in and on us. Mostly our, most of these microorganisms are found in our gut, but they are living on, we have the skin microbiome, the lung microbiome, vaginal microbiome. I mean, we have, these organisms are living in and on us and we are actually 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human. And that's really hard for people to wrap their head around. I mean, ten, we are more bacteria than we are human. And yet we live in this world that's so antibacterial. I mean, antibacterial hand sanitizers, antibacterial soaps, anti, you know, like bleach and cleaning products throughout our house. I mean, the household products and our um, personal care products, you know, they're just, they're so disruptive to this that's ecosystem. Nice. Yeah. Pesticides. I mean, we, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, but <laughs> yeah, I mean the pesticides that are sprayed all over our produce that are, it's such an offender. One of the biggest offenders of our gut health is, are these pesticides that we're being, we're consuming every day because they're sprayed everywhere. And even when we're trying to eat organic, you know, the rainwater is now, you know, we've got glyphosate found in rainwater and, and we're, we all do our best to try to avoid them, but they're, you know, we're having a hard time. And, and, and now we know that these all these offenders are disrupting that ecosystem. You know, in our gut, in our gut, we have the majority of these bacteria living in and on us, and they're mostly found in our gut. And we know that these offenders are disrupting that balance. We're not looking to get rid of all of the bad bacteria or the overgrowth of the pathogenic bacteria or the overgrowth of yeast or candida. We're actually just looking for our good bacteria to be more prevalent and and not we're not looking to destroy it all we're just looking to find a nice balance in that ecosystem and and that's when you have health if you have diversity uh, di different types of microbes in our gut if you have diversity um you have health and that's what we're striving to do you know we're not looking to reseed and bring it, put a plant here in, in your gut. You know, I, I love to use an analogy of a garden and it, it's so elementary, but if it really is a great analogy when you're talking about your gut microbiome, if you envision a garden and the garden has been stepped on and trampled on, and there's weeds growing all over that garden. And you compare that to your intestinals and in your intestines and your gut microbiome. And in that gut microbiome, you have your good bacteria that's not really thriving. It's there, but it's like kind of dead and it's not really working. And then you've got that overgrowth of the pathogenic bacteria. Um, if you go back to that garden analogy, what, what we're doing is we're trying to bring that bacteria back to life. We're trying to bring those good plants back to life. We're trying to um, get rid of those pathogenic, the, the weeds in the garden. So get rid of the pathogenic, you know, it, microbes in our gut. And, and that's really how we create health and health in the microbiome is um, reconditioning the gut. And we're almost, we need a gardener in our gut on a regular basis. And, and that's really what's missing. And that, that's, what's missing with our, and, and we know these, these offenders that are, we're faced with every day. I mean, when I was a child, which was many, many, many years ago, I knew one child with a peanut allergy, you know, one classmate all the way from kindergarten, all the way through high school. And I went to a very large high school. Um, and obviously we know now there's peanut-free tables. You can't go to a restaurant without them asking you about allergies. I mean, the allergies, this is because of this disruption of our microbiome, of our gut bacteria. Yeah. And it's, and, and, you know, we often hear good and bad bacteria and it's like you said, we don't want to get rid of the bad. It is this balance, this dance, this perfect, like if you look in, in nature, you're you know, the mold growing on your food to decompose it. That's just part of the cycle of nature. And that mold is not bad. We judge it as bad because we don't want to eat that food, but it has its role in nature to break things down and bring them back to the earth and re-neutralize the store, re-nutritionize, re, re, 
whatever that would be, you know, bring, bring nutrition back to the soil. And if you look in the forest floor, so there's fungi, there's bacteria, there's all sorts of things that may, we, we may like on the surface judge as bad, but they play a role. So in our gut, it's the same thing. We need the proper balance and communication and health of this community of microbes. And then if there's a certain group of these pathogenic microbes that are overgrowing, you know, the air quotes bad, then that can lead to disease. It, you know, obviously leads to the breakdown of the mucosal wall, things leaking into your bloodstream. Now your, you know, your body's, your immune system is attacking yourself and it becomes an autoimmune condition. So again, it's, it's not like bad versus good. It's about symbiosis and balance and harmony. Everybody has its role. Yes, exactly. That's so eloquently stated. So absolutely. It is this beautiful relationship. And, you know, you were talking about mold and I always say that about bacteria, like bacteria needs a PR campaign because everyone's like bacteria bad. And it's like really less than 1% of bacteria is actually harmful. It's actually incredibly beneficial and critical to our overall health that we should be nurturing our bacteria. We shouldn't be killing it off. We should be nurturing it because it's literally dictating virtually all aspects of our overall health. I mean, it's really hard to find any disease out there that's not attributable to some type of imbalance going on in our gut. You know, we have always thought of gas and bloating or diarrhea, constipation, those typical digestive issues as being an indication of a gut imbalance. And those are absolutely signs that you have something going on in your gut. And you should pay attention to that because that's very important. If you have gas or bloating, you shouldn't have gas or bloating. You shouldn't have diarrhea, you shouldn't have constipation. That's letting you know that there's some issue going on. But what we're starting to see and what people are finally starting to like understand and learn is that, you know, you have acne, you have, um, you know, skin rashes, your skin is directly related to an imbalance in our gut. Um, you have an autoimmune issue, like you mentioned, allergies, these are all stemming from an imbalance in your gut. And even things like cancer, diabetes, heart disease, um, and then Alzheimer's, there was a study on Alzheimer's about that connection between the gut and the brain. Um, but, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, anxiety, depression, all of these neurodegenerative diseases are all stemming from an imbalance in their gut. And so, the exciting thing is that if we can take care of our gut, we really have a great solution to, you know, a lot of chronic conditions out there. Um, the bad news is that we are faced with offenders on a daily basis. I mean, from antibiotics, you know, it's not, we, we kind of now know we have to, even doctors are like prescribing antibiotics less because they know they're just destroying our gut bacteria. And again, we know antibiotics save lives and sometimes they're necessary, but we also know that they're very, they're overprescribed. I mean, that's studied the, you know, that's been studied time and time again, that they're overprescribed, but antibiotics um, that are found in our food supply too are completely disruptive. You know, we see them in animal products and it's just, it's hard to get away from them. They're so disruptive to our gut. Glyphosate that we talked about, so disruptive to our gut. Um, the hand sanitizers, the antibacterial hand soaps, all these things, Which very we just disruptive. Spent like two years. Yeah. <laughs> freaking, you know, sanitizing our whole bodies. Oh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore. It was, I was I just, like, just wash your hands. With just wash your hands with soap and water. Yes, exactly. Um, so with, and also just to mention, because I, I, I want people to get like GMO, like these, these main crops of wheat, corn, soy, all of these GMO crops are modified to be glyphosate resistant. So they're mm -hmm. literally almost like antibiotics programmed into their DNA. So they're literally antibiotic. We're consuming them on a daily basis and they're killing us from the inside out. They're literally anti yep. us. Yeah. And it's wow. even, it's even worse than that because like a probiotic, or I mean an antibiotic, if you take an antibiotic, it will destroy the bad bacteria, which is great. That's why we're taking it to get rid of the overgrowth of bad bacteria. That's causing some, some condition but it will also kill off the good bacteria. And that's why it's so bad because it's literally obliterating your good bacteria from your gut. Um, but here's what's worse is glyphosate and you know the active ingredient in Roundup that's sprayed everywhere only targets the beneficial bacteria. So it's only killing the good bacteria that's in our gut. It's not doing anything with the bad bacteria. I mean, antibiotics at least are killing the bad stuff, but the the uh, glyphosate's only targeting the beneficial bacteria. So it, it's, it is a sad state in, in that respect. That seems like a very, you know, like kind of subtle evil plot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like a bad sci-fi film. Wow. I know. Um, so 
tell me about the strain that you guys licensed from um, this guy, this scientist in London. That it's like, how is it unique? I'm always fascinated, like a lot of oral, you know, and talk just a little bit about like the ineffectiveness of, of a lot of it, supplement companies, because I want people to really not just be sold a bill of goods um, and, and be aware that quality really quality. And I think like distribution, like how, what, how is, what happens in the stomach with a supplement oral supplement and how does your probiotic like survive that whole journey down into the uh, colon or small intestine? Yes. Um, okay. So the best way, so the strains that we work with are called spore-based bacteria and spore-based bacteria are called bacillus subtilis, bacillus indicus. They're different types of strains of bacteria that we have. The overwhelming majority of probiotics that you'll find on the market are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Those strains are very sensitive organisms, and we purposely did not work with those strains. These bacillus strains are very, very unique. And the biggest difference, just to put it bluntly, is their ability to survive the gastric system and the body temperature. So most probiotics, we have studied this time and time again, will die just by the temperature of our body. You know, if you go to the grocery store, obviously some of them are refrigerated and people, doctors will say like, oh, take that, make sure you take one in the probiotic because that's a live microbiome organism. And so my question is, you know, if it can't withstand the room temperature on the store shelf, how in the world would it ever survive your body temperature, which is, is 98.6? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like 72 degrees. Oh, 98.7 or whatever. Yeah. We yeah. Right. Right. And the answer is they're not, they're not surviving. And, and again, we've studied this time and time again, but let's just say they did survive the body temperature. What happens when they get the, to the stomach? The stomach is meant to be the gastric barrier, very acidic. I mean, it is so acidic. It could burn, you know, your finger if you ever, you know, if you touched your this acidic environment, in your stomach. So these lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains that are used in the majority of probiotics are dead. They die in the stomach acid. And, and of course, companies know that. So they put an overage, they put 50 billion, they put 250 billion CFUs in there and they're still dying. And then they do enterocoding, they do all this stuff. But then when they get, even if they got through that stomach acid, they go in there and they the bile salts would kill them off. So it's really an ineffective way to support your gut. What they would do, if we go back to that garden analogy we talked about, they may plant a new plant in there because maybe some of them would survive. So maybe that garden that we were talking about, they would maybe plant a new plant in there, but they're not getting rid of that overgrowth of the weeds. And they're also not bringing your own plants back to life or your own good bacteria back to life. So that's what's the the biggest difference with the bacillus spore-based probiotics is that they have this endospore shell around themselves. And this is not a shell that we engineered. These are these bacillus strains were we got them from the soil. Our ancestors evolved with these strains. And that's the beautiful part about them is that they are supposed to be in our gut. They live, you know, you hear about soil-based organisms. These are in some, in one definition, they are soil based because they actually are found in the soil. But the difference is they don't live in, the, they're not live when they're in the soil. They're dormant in the soil. So these bacillus strains are dormant in the soil. And when they're dormant, they have the shell around themselves. And then you swallow them and they hit the intestines. They recognize it as their home and they take that shell off. And that's when they go into their live vegetative cell state. And this is where you see a true change in the microbiome. They, they're going in there, they're getting rid of that the weeds in the garden. They're going in there and they're attaching to the soil or they're attaching to the intestinal cell wall. They're helping our good plants or our good bacteria come back to life. And this is how we create diversity in the microbiome. And, and it is so, and it's why it works so well for people because it's the way we evolved. This is the way we were supposed to be, you know, we were supposed to be taking care of our guts. Um, we never, there was never a time that we evolved taking lactobacillus and bifidobacterium back in the day. We were inoculated with lacto and bifido strains through vaginal childbirth, through close skin to the skin contact through um, breastfeeding. That's how we got our lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. We did not ever, we, we did not evolve to get it from the soil or from, you know, foods. We got it, we got bacillus. And th that's why, like I said, why they naturally work. They, these are intelligent organisms. They go into the, in, into the gut 
and they start to make a true change in the gut. And then eventually they stay there for about 21 to 28 days where most conventional probiotics, you would take them, they would just pass through your body similar to food passes through like a day. Um, these stay there for about 21 to 28 days where they're going and working through the entire intestinal tract and making a true change in the microbiome. And it, based on that, you've obviously done clinical research on the efficacy of Yes, we have. And so one of the biggest things that we wanted to do coming into this industry from the pharmaceutical industry is having, um, you know, research behind it. We don't see that we wanted to elevate the standard in the, in the supplement space, because it really, you know, just like the pharmaceutical industry, there's abusers in the supplement space too. I mean, there's a lot of, I think I, I take tons of supplements. I'm a huge believer in taking supplements. I, I feel like our food supply is unfortunately so depleted of nutrients that we are forced to take supplements, but there are abusers in that industry. And so that's why, again, I'm so grateful for people like you that are bringing the message out to people so that they can empower themselves when they're taking things, you know, taking supplements or whatever it is and, and finding products that actually have research behind it. But um, like I said, one of the first studies we did was something called a gastric survivability study. And that showed we took the leading selling probiotics sold at major health food stores, 50 billion CFUs. You know, these are like, you know, 250 billion CFUs, huge products, huge companies dying. They died. 99.99% of the probiotic strains died. Where the strains in Just Thrive or the strains used in Just Thrive, these bacillus spores actually survived 100%. Um, so obviously making it very effective. And why, you know, the, and people will say, well, I've taken a probiotic before and it actually has helped a little. And yeah, you might get some symptomatic relief and, and that's fine, you know, and, but then you want to make a true change in the gut. And that's really what we're focusing on is that true change that you're going to see in the gut. Um, so, and then, oh, then our other study, um, the next study that we did that's super exciting was um, a leaky gut study. And this was the first, and as far as I know, the only study of the of this magnitude actually showing that these strains started to seal up the leakiness of the gut, which is huge. I mean, this is huge because leaky gut is really responsible for 90% of non-communicable diseases. I mean, if you have the leakiness of the gut, the LPS toxins that are in our gut that really aren't problematic start to seep into the bloodstream. And now you start to see this inflammatory response and you're getting this, you know, it's like this constant drippy faucet. And um, the scary part about that study, so that study, if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit about it. We, um, it was, it was, they took University of North Texas did the study and they took a hundred college students. These were healthy college students. They weren't on any pharmaceuticals. They were healthy, no symptoms, nothing at all. They took hundred of those students and found that 50, 51, 55, I'm sorry, 55% of them had a leaky gut and didn't know it. They had no symptoms or anything like that. But when they, they could, the way they were testing it is how the L, how much LPS toxins seeped into the bloodstream. Um, these tests, unfortunately are not available. Um, yet like, normal. I need that test. <laughs> I know they're really only available in the research setting, but hopefully we'll get them, um, you know, available in the commercial setting. But the bottom line is what that tells us is that it's safe to assume that most adults, they estimate 80 to 90% of adults have a leaky gut and don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happened is they sent them home with a with the spores. Half of them were sent home with the spores. Half of them were sent home with the placebo. They said, go do whatever, you know, no dietary or lifestyle modifications. You know, they're just eating away their unhealthy college meals. Pizza, that they beer, eat. you know. Pizza, beer, all that stuff. Yeah, destroying their microbes. Probes. They come back um, 30 days later, they took the tr the placebo, the treated group. So they took the, the one that had the spores and they gave them a challenge meal and saw a 42% reduction in LPS toxins seeping into their bloodstream. 42% reduction. This was just 30 days, no other dietary lifestyle. Here's the worst part. The, the placebo group that wasn't getting anything they gave them a challenge meal, tested their blood and found a 32% or 40, 32% increase in LPS toxins. So what we're, that's telling us is that it's getting worse and worse every, like, it's like I said, that drippy faucet, like it's, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. And then one day the, the, um, tub overflows, you know, it's like, and that people will be like, I was fine. And all of a sudden I have this autoimmune condition, or I was fine. All of a sudden I have diabetes or, you know, or I was fine. Now I have like, you know, neurodegenerative issues. I'm more anxious, you know, so there's all of these 
conditions that start to happen when you have this leakiness of the gut. And so um, it's really excited that now we have a, a study that's showing that these strains are helping seal up those tight junctions and seal up the, the gut lining. Yeah. And with a little lifestyle modification too, you can accelerate that healing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we know that like even absorbing, you know, nutrients, I mean, if our gut is inflamed, we're not absorbing nutrients. I mean, so we have to make sure that we are taking care of our gut. You know, we could be taking multivitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, all these great nutrients. But if we, if our gut is inflamed, it's just not absorbing the nutrients. And, and that's why I just feel like it is ground zero for health is that we take care of our gut microbiome. Yes. And Stephen Gundry even said, like, if you have a really serious leaky gut, because of all these other things, but you eat the healthiest diet, like brown rice and tofu and broccoli, a little piece of broccoli will might sneak into your bloodstream and the immune system will start developing antibodies and attacking that broccoli. And then all of a sudden your healthy diet isn't healthy for you anymore because it's now broccoli is in an, and you know, an, uh, an inflammatory food for you. And it's yes. so counterintuitive, but it's just because we have that breakdown of defense that's so beautifully and intelligently designed uh, between this, you know, community. Again, we're just like these spiritual beings in this yes meat and bacteria suit. Yes, <laughs> we kill off half the meat suit. We're killing off half of our of our you know suit here uh, with the bacteria. So, um, yes. I just it's such a good example. When it comes to supplements, it's the Wild West these days. It's so hard to know which ones are actually effective, especially with kids' vitamins, which the majority are just candy in disguise, filled with two spoonfuls of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and gummy junk that kids should never eat, or any human, really. And that's why I love Haya. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya Multivitamin for Kids is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else free that you can imagine. My daughter loves decorating the glass jar with the stickers it comes with in our first order and helping me pour the eco-friendly pouches of fresh vitamins that we get every month after into the jar without spilling. And I love that I can relax knowing she is getting the nutrition that fills the most common gaps in modern children's diets. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com heal. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash H-E-A-L and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Guys, don't you think it's fascinating how women can suffer greatly during pregnancy and childbirth and then a few months later completely forget the pain and do it all over again? I was so nauseous for the first 15 weeks of my pregnancy that I wanted to cry every day. The last thing I could do was think about eating healthy food and taking supplements. And so, of course, I was then stressing that my baby wasn't getting any nutrition. That is why I wish I had access to Needed five years ago. Needed offers radically better nutrition for women, from conception to pregnancy to new motherhood and beyond. And this is the good part. Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and an easy to take vanilla powder that's perfect for nauseous moms or those with pill fatigue. That would have been a lifesaver. Needed is recommended and used by more than 4,000 women's health experts from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Their products offer the form of nutrients your body can actually use, dosed at optimal versus bare minimum levels. They also go above and beyond with third-party tests, testing every batch to ensure the safest product. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use code HEAL for 20% off your first month of needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use code H-E-A-L for 20% off your first month of needed products. On that note, I'd love for you to, I mean, that study is amazing, but in 10 years, you know, and you've, I'm sure people have reached out to you personally. Can you share like a really powerful transformation story of someone that um, maybe was dealing with a really like a terminal illness or something really debilitating that that took just thrive and and with lifestyle changes or not um, we're able to turn it around. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't even know where to start. And obviously we have to be careful because of FDA requirements and all of that. But um, we do know that 
Um, I'm one of my favorite is a, a, a child's, I, you know, as a mother of three kids, I love to see like kids get feeling better. And we spoke a lot at, at autism conferences and we would, um, a lot of kids on the autism spectrum have major gut dysbiosis and, um, it, it literally changed his life. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just got an email from the mom recently and just saying how, you know, it just, he started going to the bathroom regularly. He started speaking more because I mean, when you get rid of those toxins, all these other things start to happen. And, um, we have, we've seen people with horrible digestive issues. Um, I'm so hesitant to like say the names of them, but you know, like Crohn's colitis, all these things. And, and just where they've said, I've tried every pharmaceutical. I've tried every over the counter. Nothing has worked like, you know, these spores have worked for them. And it's, it's, um, it's amazing. I mean, it, it's what keeps us going every single day. And, um, but it, it's like, the other thing is it's even just like the ordinary person, you know, they, they start taking it because maybe the, the, some gas and bloating and they start having more energy. They start sleeping better and it, um, they're happier. They're in a better mood. And, you know, that's what I think is so great is that in the pharmaceutical industry, it's like side effects include, suicidal thoughts, death, you know, bloody stools, all these horrible things. And in with our product, it's like we have all the time side effects include, you know, better mood, sleeping better, better weight management. I mean, all you know, your gut microbiome is dictating how you're metabolizing your food. And if you're one of those people that could eat 10 cupcakes and not gain weight, not that I would ever recommend that, but, or if you're one of those people that could look at a cupcake and gain 10 pounds. So, um, you know, all of these great side effects happen when you start taking care of your gut. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I could go on. I mean, I would recommend maybe even on our website, we have like the reviews from people. It's just, they are, they are heartwarming. I mean, every day it, it just, it's, and it, and I also feel just with our immune system. I mean, 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. I felt very grateful that my family and our friends and our community were all on the product during the last couple of years, just because, we know that what's out there isn't helping anybody. We need to make our bodies resilient and we have to, things will come our way. Viruses we will be faced with. We will be faced with bacterial things. We'll be faced with things that come in our way, but we have to make our bodies resilient. That is really what my goal is, is um, just to make our bodies resilient, resilient so that when we are faced with things, we could handle them better. Totally. And that's like, what I want to stress here. And that's why I just love having guests like you on the show and, you know, just what you've created. Like it's, we have denature, we have disconnected from nature just through industry and modernization and all of these things. And um, our bodies are so resilient and designed so intelligently. And, you know, like we said, we are this dance between the microbial world and human cells and it's just like so wild to me. And obviously there's so many offenders in, in modern life and um, that are breaking down that system and that health and that vitality. And so to um, find solutions that are based in nature, these spores from the ground and the soil mm -hmm. that our ancestors were literally sleeping in, eating berries off the plant that were covered in it in these spores and it just, this was natural connection. And so to offer that reconnection so that we have the best chance at um, operating, you know, this physical body in the way that it was designed with resilience, of course, there's going to be offenders. Of course, there's going to be viral outbreaks. It's, it's happened through millions of years of time, you know, in every yeah. era of history. And yeah. so our job is not to live in fear, um, or, you know, it's, it's to really the most natural, um, aligned way with which we're designed to build up that resilience so that we can take on that viral information. You know, maybe it takes us down for a few days, but then our body does its thing, takes in the information, learns, builds up immune defenses, and we move on with life you know? Yes. Yes. And it, and I love that you said that because I try to say that all the time, like our bodies are beautifully designed to heal themselves. And I mean, I think just repeating that every day on a, in a mantra and letting your subconscious mind hear that, because we have to remember that it is, it is truly our bodies that are designed to heal themselves. And we, we have to re just remember that and, and remind ourselves that and not be listening to the news or listening to, a, you know, a podcast that scares us and makes us fearful. It's like, we really need to focus on you know, on our own bodies healing themselves. That's the way we were designed. Yeah. And speaking of, just give us a little ditty about um, mental health and the gut, because I think it's so interesting that we're 
obviously a lot of people are now aware of this conversation has been at the forefront for the last two years post pandemic and um, during pandemic and it's just mental health has declined and you know and, and then with the rise of social media anxiety and depression in teenagers I mean I'm so glad that I didn't have an iPhone and Instagram when I was in high school it would have made already difficult adolescence like unbearable so yes really we really do need to um, you know really help our youth be resilient um, and and there's just such this, you know, to, to build more awareness around the health of our gut and the health of our brain and, and anxiety and depression. I know so many kids that get in these OCD loops these days. And it's because, yes, there's a lot of fear and information thrown at us, a lot of it negative. There's comparison among their peers that's detrimental to their mental health. But then there's also this gut driving force of dysbiosis and these pathogenic bacteria or whatever that, you know, balance is off and it really messes with the neurotransmitters because serotonin GABA, I think all these neurotransmitters are actually created in our gut, not our yep. brain, more in our gut than our brain. So yep. speak to that a little bit, because I think the more people know, make that connection, the more they can go, okay, you know, if it's an acute depressive thing and suicidal ideation is, is on, you know, I'm no doctor, but I'm just like, hypothetically, mm -hmm. like you may need a pharmaceutical intervention to get you over the hump. But then there's all these wonderful functional medicine doctors and psychiatrists out there that go, okay, we're going to give this to you so that you can get back to a baseline of like being able to function. But then the goal is to take you off that SSRI or whatever that medication is, rebuild the gut and get you in a healthy state where you don't need that pharmaceutical. So talk a little bit about the gut mental health connection. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, isn't it amazing that like our gut is responsible for things like skin rashes or like rheumatoid arthritis and also anxiety and depression? I mean, it, it's, it's fascinating. And yeah. people really have a hard time wrapping their head around that, that there's this thing called the gut brain axis and our gut and our brain are connected by the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is the largest communication, I call it the communication superhighway in our gut. And the brain is sending signals down to the gut and the gut is sending signals down to the brain. And I mean, I remember when we launched, you know, 10 years ago, people would be like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. But, you know, when you just think about like when you're excited about something and you have butterflies in your stomach, I mean, those are the messages going back and forth from the brain to the gut. Or when you're nervous, what do you have to do? You have to go to the bathroom. A lot of times you have to go to the bathroom, you have more motility. And so um, these are all signals going back and forth to, from the brain and the gut. So we can't dismiss that. I mean, that is real. We have This has been very well documented, very well studied that there is this connection. And you're absolutely right. All these important neurotransmitters are being produced in our gut, not, like, not in our brain like we thought. So um, serotonin, which is our happy hormone, is being produced in our gut. GABA, which is our calming hormone, is being produced in our gut. Dopamine is being produced in our gut. Um, our hormones are being produced in our gut. I mean, that's maybe a whole other episode where we talk about like menopausal women or premenopausal women and estrogen dominance and all those types of things. I mean, it's our gut. Every menopause expert that you talk out to out there is saying, one of the biggest things you need to do is focus on your gut microbiome because all of these important hormones are being produced there. And the, the gut bacteria are metabolizing the um, hormones and estrogen that we, maybe the overgrowth of it. So really important to be talking about that, but back to the gut brain connection. So we know that we really need to focus on our gut to help support the serotonin production, the GABA and the dopamine. And, and there are signals going back and forth constantly to each other. And, um, and then, like I said, the reverse is true. You know, we have external 
natural stressors that happen to us. And so we want to minimize that. I would always tell people, you know, one of the, you know, I don't always just say, oh, take our product and fix your gut. I mean, taking our product is a really powerful tool in helping heal your gut, but it is not the only tool. There are plenty of other things like trying to eat more organic and, and eating a diverse group of foods is helpful. But one of the things I always recommend and encourage people do is to meditate or to do things that calm you down because the gut is sent or the brain is sending those signals down to the gut and that will further support your gut health. And so trying to remove yourself from stressful situations, which I know is almost impossible. And uh, we have a, a psychobiotic strain that we could talk about later if you're, if we have time, but that strain um, actually helps with those external stressors that we deal with um, to help. Um, it's a, it's actually a probiotic strain, but Anyway, basically we need to be being calm and, and trying our hardest to like bring those cortisol levels down so that those signals are being sent to our gut. And so our gut is more diverse and healthier. And then, and then the reverse is true. The gut will send signals back up to the brain to make you calmer. So it goes, it's a two-way street. It's fascinating. Yeah. And then, and then I love to like the understanding that sometimes when you're like in this whether it's like obesity or, you know, diabetes, like all, all the blood sugar, if you have dysbiosis in the gut and it's out of balance um, and they're not communicating and there's, you know, there's an overgrowth of something like candida or anything else, your act, the, the cravings that you think you have in your brain are actually, whether it's to like chemical laden fast food or sugar, all these things are actually your little gut you know, bacteria that yeah. is overgrown, that is craving saying, feed me, feed me. So you're like, you're actually like not even being controlled now by your own human mind. You're being controlled by the bacterial cells that are, have gone awry or whatever. Right. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up, Kelly, because basically there's a, a article out there. That's like my bacteria made me eat the cupcake. And it's so true because we've seen, that's actually something we see a lot is like, I have less sugar cravings because what happens if you have that overgrowth of yeast, it's like, it just wants more sugar and it's craving more sugar. So, I mean, that's real. That is, that is what we're dealing with. And so um, when you, people start taking the product, they start saying like, Oh, I, I feel like I'm craving less sugar now. And well, yeah, makes complete sense and why they maybe even see some weight loss or you know better weight management because they're not eating as much sugar because their bacteria is healthier and it's and the there is not that overgrowth of yeast in there that's causing the sugar cravings and what um you know a lot of people go oh i go to europe and i can eat the baguettes you know and i'm someone that can kind of i probably have leaky gut galore and it's going to hit me one day i'm one of those healthy college students that like get away with a lot more than they should. Um, but I eat pizza. I, I try to eat clean. I like try to say I'm a qualitarian, but like if I'm going to eat meat, unless I'm at a restaurant and I like, you know, but I try to eat like grass fed organic. Like if, if I'm going to eat animal products, they're raised in their natural environment. They're treated humanely. It's, you know, happy, happy animals, <laughs> but I don't eat yes. them. And then like, if I'm going to eat dairy, it's imported. It's, you know, it's, it's like European milk with the, the A2 cows or whatever that is. Um, mm -hmm. And, but I was raised, I was super picky eater. I was raised on like, you know, I would only like bread, cheese, peanut butter, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese, Domino's pizza and McDonald's hamburgers. I mean, it's awful. It's amazing that I'm thriving today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so this is how much resilience we have. You can turn the tanker right. around. Um, and I was an athlete. So I was always like processing all that stuff and I somehow did okay. But I'm just wondering a couple things. Like I have a lot more resilience is it because I kind of trained my gut on those terrible, kind of, what a lot of people look at as a kind of a crappy gluten laden, dairy laden diet? Um, or like, I'm just more used to that or because um, I don't get bloating when I eat bread, you know, I just have less symptoms than a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Or is it just, I have a different, more resilient gut biome? I don't know what it is, but I, I just yeah. really want to stress biodiversity or bio-individuality because- I think it has to do with region where you grew up. I think it has to do with not every diet lifestyle, um, you know, is going to work for everybody. So can you speak right. to bio-individuality a little bit? Yeah. Well, I think my, my speculation, my hypotheses or my speculation on this is that your mother had a really healthy microbiome and that she passed because you are inoculated with your mother's microbiome when you were born. And so that's why I always stress to pregnant moms, like you need to focus on your gut when you're pregnant because 
you are, it's like the best gift you could give your child is a healthy microbiome. And that is when you're inoculated through vaginal childbirth. Like I mentioned, close skin to skin contact, um, you know, nursing and, and all of that, all that stuff is really, that's how you're inoculated. So my guess would be that you, you know, were born with a healthy microbiome. And so you're able to handle these things better. I am very similar to you. I could, you know, I, I did eat super healthy growing up because my parents were immigrants and they cooked at home, but I was like, I thought McDonald's was the greatest thing in the whole world because I never could have it. It was one of those cases. And obviously I never eat that now, but, um, but again, I, I'm, I try to be good when I'm out or when I'm at home and occasionally you go out and you're eating that, those kinds of foods that you don't want to. But, um, I do think it's a, it's bio-individuality though. I definitely think like some, but I mean, but you could change that and that's, what's exciting. So maybe you were born where in your you were born via C-section and maybe you didn't get as many microbes. It doesn't mean that you can't heal yourself or you can't live a wonderful thriving lifestyle, but you have to work a little bit harder at it than maybe you or I would have to work at it. So that's, that's the way I would explain it. And the wonderful thing is now, even I think mothers that give birth via C-section, they're now conscious doctors who are taking the vaginal microbiome and yes. kind of smearing it on the baby. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, kind of gross, but also amazing. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. We have to be doing that. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, I never want, you know, I, we know that C-sections sometimes have to happen to save a mother's life, to save the child's life, whatever it might be. And, um, but there are ways to get those very, very beneficial micro microbes on your child. Um, speaking of motherhood, just because I'm in throes right now, four and a half, she's almost five. It's greatest joy, but like very challenging time. Um, yeah. you know, just, just power struggles and, you know, um, how did you juggle, like, what's your advice or what is, what would you have done differently? Like mother of three, they're all these, like, we kind of were talking before the show and they're, you know, they were all collegiate athletes, just super thrivers. <laughs> what, um, what's your, you know, what's some kind of mother advice that you could give me a fellow CEO and founder, um, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that you learned that you practice and then also that maybe what you might've done differently. Yeah. God, I always want to, as I've said, I've wanted to write a book on this because I don't know what I did, but I feel like I just raised really cool, three really cool kids, but, um, we're, you know, we're a super close knit family. Um, we do a lot together, even though they're all three adults now. Um, and I just, I, you know, we, I, it sounds so simple, but like we provided a really loving home. We also ate dinner all the time at the dinner table. Um, we, I, like I said, three kids, they played three sports in high school for four years. Um, we were in, they were in travel sports. We were very, very, very busy. And we always ate dinner at the table. I mean, a, a exception here and there, but for the most part, we always ate dinner around the table. And I think that's really, really helpful too. And I think it just grounds you. I think especially nowadays with the phones and the distractions and, um, and all the travel sports and all that, I don't know, we, but we are, we have a, we're very close with my parents, with my in-laws. Um, we have, we're very close with the aunts and uncles, the cousins. I think that really helps a lot having that. And, and it doesn't have to be that you, it could be a neighborhood, you know, just having a community around the kids and having an accountability type of a thing, I think is really important. And I also think that as they gravitate into high school, and I know that obviously yours is much younger, but as they are even in, you know, grammar school and middle school is like, not making them ever feel bad if they're not going out or something, you know, oh, I like in high school, I'd be like, my one daughter was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, we're, what are we going to do tonight? And then I wasn't like, Oh, well, aren't you going out with your friends? Like, why aren't you going out with your friends? And I think a lot of parents kind of follow that. They want to, um, they want to make sure their kids are hanging out with the right group or that they have friends, but I think just, just love them and be with them and spend time with them. It's so elementary. Um, but you know, it, it's not easy and always make, make them a priority. You know, we launched this business when my youngest was in middle school and um, it was really, really challenging um, because I wanted to, you know, I wanted, I was so excited about this business. My husband and I were super excited, but like I, I said, I have a great marriage and I have three great kids and our family is our wealth. And 
this is what's important to us. And so we never compromise those things. And we, we always made each other a priority. We always made our kids a priority. Um, and it didn't mean that we didn't miss certain things here, you know, along the way, but we kind of explained it to them and they were, you know, super good about it. But it, I just, that was our priority. Um, but unfortunately as women, I think we, some, I kind of like let myself go, you know, I'd be up at 4am like taking care of work and then, but I was always there to drive them to school or walk them to school. But I think, you know, you got to find a balance in that. So I kind of, you know, had to you caught up when myself. they got to college, although then they were collegiate yeah. athletes and you had to Yeah, it did not. No, it has not helped. It has <laughs> not helped. No. <laughs> um, and what about just real quick, I know you kind of touched on it there, but husband, business partner, how, I mean, 10 years working very closely together, still thriving. You're still smiling and glowing. Like <laughs> what's the secret to a happy marriage? Oh gosh. Um, what is the secret? I don't know. But I, I think, uh, first of all, I, we just were soulmates, I think. And I know it sounds so cheesy, but from the minute we like met, we kind of knew we were soulmates. And so that has helped. And I think just um, working together, I think actually makes our marriage stronger. I think it, I mean, I, it's not always easy. We don't always agree on things, but I think it helps us have even more in common with, you know, we have our kids in common, the sports, the, you know, our families, um, I, I just feel like the family environment too, and just having that mutual respect and, and I, I can't say that I've never gone to bed, you know, not fighting, you know, like, you know how they always say you should never go to bed in a fight. I can't admit, I can't say that we've done that. You know, we've definitely, and it's sometimes arguing is a great thing in a marriage. It shows passion and you have to let them know what you care about and they have to let you know what they care about and, and just respecting that. And, um, but yeah, we, we are blessed. We are so blessed. I, I think, God every day for, you know, that I have a great marriage and three great kids. And now this amazing, but I mean, I'm, I'm blessed beyond words. Okay. Well, I, need, I never take it for granted. I need your cell phone number for times of difficulty. <laughs> oh, I would love it. That's like my, um, my superpower. I love chatting with, I love to, you know, I read a lot of these books and I think mindset is just important. I think it's just, it's important to have a great, healthy mindset and having a healthy gut helps that. Yes, totally. So I think that is, if a person could do, if a person is struggling with psoriasis or cancer or, you know, depression and anxiety, anything, you know, there's a, a you point and you have yeah. a condition out there right now. Um, if a person could just do three things, new, different, whatever, um, whether it's one of your products, three of your products, one product, two lifestyle things, what are the three things? found, you know, the fundamentals that you would just say, here's a good start. Yeah. As far as supplements or, or just supplements and lifestyle. So if it could be meditation, it could be exercise and it could be, you know, the justify probiotic, or it could be two of your supplements and yeah, meditation, whatever it is, just like okay. three things that they go this, if you commit to these three practices, your life will change and it will get better. Yeah. Um, I, I feel passionately that we have to start with the probiotic, the Just Thrive probiotic, the spore-based probiotics, the strains that we work with, because they will allow you, like I said, to absorb all these other nutrients, all these other healthy things you're doing. It is, it's where you start with health. Um, it's going to create diversity. We know we have, if we have a diverse microbiome, we have health. So it's one of the best things to do in that situation. Um, I also feel like walking is huge. Um, I just, I'm a huge fan of walking. I do it all the time, but I just, I feel like it's so easy, you know, um, walking and being in nature as much as possible. If you could, you know, obviously if you're walking in your neighborhood, it's not totally being in nature, but if you could be prescriptive about going on a hike in nature, if you're near an ocean, get in the ocean, get those microbes all over your body. That's so beneficial. People near oceans have more of those microbes because they they're exposed to them more. So, but go to a hike, get in nature. I think that would be really, really beneficial to people. Um, I also feel very powerfully that, or feel very strongly that, um, saying affirmations on a daily basis, like I am perfect health, um, or whatever it is. And just your subconscious mind is very powerful. I learned that a long time ago from my father, who was, I used to think was weird when he would tell me that. And now I realize he was a man with much wisdom at a young age, but, um, you know, I think saying daily affirmations, um, that I am perfect health, I am health, whatever it is, um, you know, read a Wayne Dyer book to help you guide you through it. But I do really feel like that's, those are really powerful steps. I mean, we have a, we have other products that we have health coaches on the team and, um, 
you know, we could talk about, you know, different products that would make sense for you. Um, but I, I, there's, I, I can't think of any person on this earth that should not be taking the spore-based probiotics. I mean, if you were stranded on a desert island, you had one, you know, product to take, I, I would recommend that. Get in your spores. I'm so excited. Just, yes. Just start and take it. Me too. Um, yes. And the affirmation, I want to share this. I'm going to share this on Instagram, but this has been working with me for me. Um, since I interviewed Rhonda Byrne from the secret, she like yeah. got me back yes. on track with my affirmations oh. and my manifestation, like wild. So I think it's been like three weeks since I interviewed her and I've been just, I back on track. And so this affirmation that came to me, or I guess it's like a mantra, but it's, um, money comes easily and frequently into my life. I have more than enough to spend, create, and give to my heart's desire. And as I'm inspired to generate joy for myself and the world. Oh my God. And I've been saying that every morning. I say it periodically throughout the day. And the miracles that have unfolded in the last three weeks are just wild. So, you know, take that, modify it to whatever works for you. But once you find those affirmations, and if you're dealing with a health condition, like you said, I love, I am perfect health. When you start to program your subconscious mind in that way and you're in your cells and your system, like things just shift. So yeah, thank I, you. I, do. I agree. I agree. And I think it also, you say it and it's your subconscious mind is listening, but it also causes your conscious mind to make different decisions. And, you know, and I, I think it, it all, it just works beautifully. Like we've talked about the whole body works beautiful in the mind. So I, I love that. And I, I think that's so awesome that you interviewed Rhonda Byrne. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of all of that stuff. So yeah. yeah, you remind me of her actually. Oh, wow. That's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find Just Thrive and you? Oh, um, the best place would probably be justthrivehealth.com. And um, I think we have a coupon code for your listeners too. If um, we have a 90 day, um, it's a, it, for our 90 day of a 20% off coupon, if you use heal. So if you just use heal, um, when you check out justthrivehealth.com, we have, like I said, we have product coaches on the team. We have, um, we do a lot of research on our blog. So check us out. We're on Instagram, all those places, but um, we have, we invest in our blogs and we have research blogs to help empower you. We're very passionate about empowering our customer. Yes. Knowledge is power. That's awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and uh, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Be well. It's been awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. And make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And please rate and review us so that we can grow and reach more people. Thanks so much and be well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.